You're listening to Season 2 of Here and Queer, a documentary series produced for Liffey Sound FM about what it's like to come to Ireland as an LGBTQ adult. I'm your host, Keen Sullivan. This is Episode 9. On this episode, I speak with Mohammed, a PhD student from Pakistan. In this conversation, Mohammed shares with me his journey from Pakistan to China and eventually Ireland, and how he's managed to reckon his religious Islamic faith with his homosexuality. Mohammed, thank you for chatting to me today. I want to start off by telling the listeners a bit about what it's like where you're from. Thanks for having me, Kian. So. I'm from Pakistan, mm-hmm. and growing up there is really hard, economical way, mm-hmm. and also for the LGBT people. So it's not really easy in the both sense. So you are always like, are you struggling with the professional life, or are you struggling with your personal sexuality? Mm-hmm. So that is like hard always. Like people are facing a lot of problems. Yeah. Okay. So I guess you more specifically, are you? Are you a city boy? Are you a country boy? Where you... So basically, I'm from the main city. Mm-hmm. I grew up in the main big town. It's like main city, like bigger than Dublin as mm-hmm. well. So growing up there, we have all the facilities, we have everything. But still, when you grow up in that situation and you are struggling to find your sexuality, it's a bit hard. Everything is there, but still something is missing. You can mm-hmm. feel it. Like this way, we can have that thing. Are you, uh, do you have a big family? I have a big family. Okay. Like my mother's side and my father's side and I have siblings. So we are pretty much the big families. And everyone have influence on everyone else. Yeah. So this is not like easy, like something you're facing the problem. They also gonna feel like this is their problem and they're gonna involve, everyone gonna involve this way. Is there like a... A very close sense of community? Yeah, it's close sense of community. Also, the relationship and the bonding is really tight. Mm-hmm. So you don't have much even the privacy for your personal life. But another way, if you're facing any problem in any way, you have the support. Okay. So it's both ways you can yeah. have it. What was life like for you before you sort of realized that you were you were different? Like, did you have a easy enough childhood? So growing up in the school, I have like, I had like female friends, male friends. I was comfortable with everyone. But then I changed my school to only boys school. Because when you grow up, you have the separate boys school and the girls school. For but religious the, reasons? For the religious reason. And also it's culturally, it's like boys are like separate and the girls are separate. And when you go with the only boys and the boys can have like more frankness to speak because there are no girls in front of them. Mm-hmm. So they can be more open, what, whatever they need to speak. They can be abusive. Okay. So the thing is like, it's different when you have the co-education system. Mm-hmm. People are limited when they speak. Yeah. But if you have only one gender, they are more open to speak. Mm-hmm. So that's why there is more harassment in boys' school, in the boys' more harassment in the girls school in the girls okay but when there is like co-education people are like behaving 
to act in front of different genders. What sort of things were you interested in as a as a kid? As a kid, my life was more about starting with the cricket. Oh yeah. With the cricket and then video games and then later on with my education was more burden on the education because in Pakistan everyone is like you need to be engineer doctor or whatever. Okay. You cannot be else. So you cannot have more sports in your childhood rather than you are more focused on your professional career. Okay. But I imagine like if you are a famous cricket man, people are happy about <laughs> you now. <laughs> Not really. About the cricket, I was like the worst in my team. Okay. With the football, the worst in my team. But the video games, I was really good. Okay. <laughs> so that's how things work. What video games? PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, we have like different uh, Taken 3, we have oh, car yeah. racing, mm-hmm. F1 race, all were like, we were having like with the cousins and everyone is like playing together. So I was really good in the video games <laughs> rather than I was like in the physical. You like, dropped activities. the ball in the cricket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Always. <laughs> okay. Were your family religious? My family is religious really religious like my parents my other siblings they are really strictly religious even my sister-in-law she is also religious not only my family my relatives they're conservative religious okay yeah that's how the our like family system is like this and is do you have a particular branch of islam that your family is so we have different <coughs> sectors in Islam. Some are like Sunni, some are like Shia, some are like Ahlihadis. So we are belongs to Ahlihadis. Okay. So there is a different like sectors in Islam, mm-hmm. you can say. So, but the thing is like, even though we have different sectors, some people are really into their thing, like from which sectors. But in my family, we are open to discuss anything. Okay. Some sectors, they have different beliefs, but we believe what our holy book is saying so we are not really strictly to the sector thing okay so in terms of things like music alcohol like what would your family's opinion be on them are they forbidden no music is okay, okay. movies are okay <laughs> my family never forbid me like to listen to music okay. but the alcohol itself is a muslim country alcohol is not easily available okay fair enough so we never had access to alcohol. Mm-hmm. Still, I don't have access to alcohol in Pakistan. Yeah. But still, you can find in some illegal way. But like alcohol, never. Okay, interesting. Well, I guess, yeah, you probably weren't wanting that when you were a kid anyway. Yes. Um, When did you start to realize you were LGBTQ? So when I was growing up, first, when I felt this way, I was just like neglecting everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, this cannot be this way. I have to go another way. So I was like, always like pushing myself. This is not the right way, according to the religion, according to the culture, because I was not aware about the research about the LGBT. So I did not read anything at that time. I had no knowledge. So I was like always pushing away myself. Mm-hmm. But the later on, when I realized, no, something is really going on here. Then I was cutting off with my friends. I was cutting off with my society, everything. And then I realized, okay, accept yourself as a bi. So it's a first step. Okay, you can come up with a bi and accept yourself as a bi. But the thing is like still, when you try to date girls, still something is missing. 
because in Pakistan the culture is like really you cannot even date openly to the girls okay so still if you are trying to date any girl and still you feel like something is missing then i realize okay this is not what i want to believe the reality i should have like believe myself like being gay is okay mm-hmm. so it took a lot of time was it the internet that kind of taught you about you know that people are bi and gay cuz it sounds like it doesn't come that's not it's in the normal conversation at home was it before the thing is like internet was not easily available to everyone okay we had small phone with the buttons no wifi so we had not access to any kind of maybe we can say the sources we can get the information there was no grinder there was no any other app mm-hmm. so at that time if i can compare with new generation right now they are more aware with the new technology with the new apps mm-hmm. with the netflix the tiktoks the tiktoks netflix they are feeding everything so yeah. they have more information but at that time mm-hmm. when i was growing up <clears throat> there's not enough information from the media to digest and then ex- e- you can easily accept yourself so that was the main technology thing also plays a different role so how did you find out what a gay person was then i was realizing like watching the movies on the youtube okay. and then i realized okay this is also the normal thing when you have this kind of relationship yeah and then i research on on the google like is it normal is it not normal and when i read the articles about the sexuality when i read biologically mm-hmm. because i'm a logical person man of science and then and then i realized this is perfectly normal yeah. and then also the thing is like still i was like confused between science and the religion mm. the problem is like is there anything religion is strictly forbidden but the thing is like when i start reading about the religion the research about the islamic history about the islamic religion what exactly it says so this is still like there is no exact verses in the our holy quran quran like it's forbidden but there is only one or two verses which can be interpreted in many ways mm. they were talking about <clears throat> sodom and gomorrah you can have like also the concept in bible so the thing is like they can interpret in many ways if this issue was really important in the religion why the god explicitly mention anything because if there is a god he can be like till the end of the earth mm-hmm. can declare everything clearly but there is no clarity in this sense so that's yeah. why it helped me also to accept mm. myself yeah i've heard a similar argument being made about uh, christianity and how there's like the 10 commandments from god and if it was that important why didn't he make it one of his 10 commandments there's like it isn't even mentioned you know it's like exactly don't be jealous of your neighbor's wife isn't it's a bigger <laughs> priority than not being gay <laughs> you know so exactly the thing is like still in pakistan people think this is not natural but when you study something in all the animals in all the species in humans in your history in islamic history in any kind of history you can find this is like a real thing which can exist in mm-hmm. in everything so it helped me to accept myself also what age was that i was around when i was struggling i was around 17 18 mm-hmm. 
and still i was like accepting myself as a bi when i was 20 i was still in pakistan and then when i leave pakistan at the age of 21 or 22 then i open up myself when i met new people from different countries mm. and then i realize okay there is another world outside my culture when people are accepting everything when people are realizing this is like something different or like yeah. then it helped me also like to accept everything i also took the the virus to gay as well it's 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 sometimes it can be a comforting stepping stone to full realization yeah <laughs> so nothing wrong with that uh, okay we'll talk about you leaving pakistan in a bit but i've asked you to choose some songs uh so one song i asked you to choose was a song that is kind of related to growing up or something that reminds you of of home in pakistan uh what did you choose and why This song is related because when I leave Pakistan which is like we have the same road we have the same people we have the same sky we have the same land so the lyrics about this song is telling me everything is like you're not different from other world you are the part of the world so it's like more related to like I feel when I am in foreign countries so this is also like I it can be my home as mm. well so this song is really close to my heart. Is it from a movie? Yeah, is a movie, Bollywood movie called Vizara. Okay. And the actor is like from India and the female actor is from Pakistan. Oh, okay. So this is like when she is going to India is like she is the same same country, same people. When he is coming to Pakistan, same country, same people, same air, yeah. same food, everything is like. Is there like a a Bollywood like a Pakistani movie industry? Pakistani industry is Lollywood. Lollywood based, based on Lahore. So Bollywood ah, okay. is based from Bombay, Bombay before yeah. it was like. Yeah. So we have Lollywood. Lollywood. That yeah. sounds good. Yeah. Lollywood sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dharti sunehri ambar neela. Dharti sunehri ambar neela. Har mausam rangeela. Aisa desh hai mera. Before the break we were discussing you know how you being able to leave Pakistan helped in your journey of self discovery. So you left Pakistan when you were 21? So you left when when I was 21 around 22. Okay. Because the thing is like when I graduated mm-hmm. we have that kind of thing arranged marriages in pakistan yes i want to ask yeah okay arranged marriages we have marriage kind of bureau thing the guy who is arranging mm-hmm. like people to match oh i always thought it was your parents who arrange no we have some kind of uh, people Girl. people yeah. they have the contacts so they propose okay this guy is matching with this girl this girl is matching with this guy according to profile yeah so when i was graduated I got the job, so people start thinking, okay, now I'm stable. I can get married. What, so, what job did you get? I got software engineering. Okay. So, in the beginning, I was okay, and then I was getting proposals. Okay. So this man finished the education. This man got the job. Now is like stable yeah. at the age of twenty one. Yeah. Can you imagine? People are like, okay. I was getting the proposal, and I was like, no, I'm still like twenty one, twenty two. Yeah. So I don't want to get married. And, and were then, your were your male friends getting married? At that age, 
one female class fellow another female class fellow and another male class fellow they got okay. married so because they got the job to get that time of, exactly. of your life that exactly yeah. like at that time people just don't worry about the the age mm-hmm. if you are stable in your life either you are like 18 either you are like 21 you are okay. earning you can support your family you just get married okay so then i was realizing that if i am going to continue my job here every year i'm going to have more pressure on me then i decided to leave the country where did you go i went to china oh why china i was like uh, okay how i can leave the country the only possible way to get the scholarship for the studies and everything was paid and then i got the scholarship i applied and then i went to china how easy is it to travel to neighboring countries in asia like is it you know i imagine it's not as easy as the eu but in terms of getting visas and stuff was it was it easy for me is like it was easy because everything was sponsored okay. so you don't need to show your bank statements or the money you have to pay every everything for your expenses for mm-hmm. your studies yeah. so i just had like one letter from the scholarship from the university with that letter you just get visa easily okay but for other people who are like self sponsored they need to pay they get the visa very difficult because okay. sometimes they get rejection okay so i was lucky in that sense like i got the scholarship and i had that opportunity to leave the country okay so where in china i went to jiangsu province okay so what was that like china itself is a big country different people different culture i like it there in china because i was like okay i can be myself but still china is like still not lgbt friendly country mm-hmm. but the people are friendly okay some people are friendly but the older generation is still not friendly and you're working as a software engineer in china yeah no i was doing my masters ah, in china okay. i got the scholarship and then i was doing my masters in china so you're with sort of other university goers is it a very international course or is it mostly chinese were you one of the few international mm-hmm. students so the thing is like in china we have two educational system one is entirely for chinese people in chinese okay one is entirely for the foreign people in english yeah. so i was <coughs> with the with the english curriculum and we had a lot of like different nationality people with different majors even from europe a lot of people were going to china for mm-hmm. their short courses for their exchange program for the chinese language so when i met these people and then i got to know about these people i was like okay things are getting smoother but still chinese people are like the thing is like there is a language barrier when you speak chinese that country is really good but chinese to speak chinese is really hard to learn mm-hmm. chinese i was more focused on my research rather than learning chinese yeah so then i decided to leave china as well so how many languages do you speak then urdu english so i speak urdu english chinese a little bit beginner level also we have local language punjabi i also oh, oh, speak yeah, yeah. yeah punjabi yeah yeah, yeah okay but... yeah so i guess about that time you know chinese is your fourth language i guess is it is it easier to learn or more difficult so speaking itself was okay because of the communication because of the friends yeah. but reading and writing is really difficult so i didn't pay attention about reading and writing but the speaking for the communication in the society it was easier when was the first time you actually got to have like a same sex 
experience. Mm-hmm. Was that in China? Yeah, it was in China. Okay. When I was living. So it was more open there than, you know, you had more of an opportunity. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It was even first time in China. Yeah. So even though it's not entirely LGBTQ friendly, it's still it's still like the thing is like you don't have pressure about your society about your family so there is a way you can have the freedom itself but the thing is like when you are surrounded with the culture still not accepting lgbt Mm -hmm. it's still hard yeah it's still hard so i was like first time in china then you said you left china where to because of language barrier Mm -hmm. also because of not lgbt friendly country okay and then i applied in australia I applied in New Zealand. I applied in Ireland. Mm-hmm. So I got acceptance here. So I just moved here. Nice. In New Zealand, I got acceptance, but somehow I didn't like it to go there. The professor and the research way. So I like it here. The country itself, Ireland is like economically is good. So I chose Ireland to come here. What did you know of Ireland before you came? Before I came here, in my neighbors, like my neighbor, they already visited two, three times in Ireland. Okay. And they were like, it's so happening. It's so beautiful country. And then I was like, I need to go to Ireland. So these are your neighbors in China? Or no, in Pakistan. In, in Pakistan. Oh, right, okay. Like my home neighbors. Like. Oh, right, okay. What's this thing? They, were, they said it was happening. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, oh, Trinity College is super cool. At that time, we had like, they were telling me the story. They had kind of Bollywood movie shooting in the Trinity. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, Ek the Tiger. Ek the Tiger, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I watched that movie. I was like, this university is really good. I should yeah. apply. <laughs> so I luckily end up here. <laughs> no, because I remember, I remember like being, I was in Trinity at the time and there's like some music sequence that's filmed in the front square in Trinity and they had like people dressed up in like, Gaelic jerseys holding like hurls in the hair and jumping up yes, 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 yes. And I think like I tried that. to watch that scene in the movie um, because I think because it was filmed here, they actually released it because very few Bollywood movies get released here. But I think they, it was actually released in the Yeah, here. they actually released and almost half of the like movie is in Dublin. Yeah. And Trinity College, like... They what was the, the plot of it again? There was the plot, I Was he a secret guess. agent? If he was secret agent and one was secret agent from Pakistan, one was from India. Okay. So they were both like trying to collect some kind of important information, yeah. the secret agent. So then they fell in love and then the movie started like this. Okay. One female agent and one male agent. The movie was like I this. need to watch it. I'm missing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a really good movie. <laughs> so you can see also like the main points in the Dublin. And the Lewis is in it as well, is it? Yeah, the yeah. Lewis was there. <laughs> Exactly. I love yeah, so that was your first that was your first experience of Ireland as well. Yeah, first experience from the Bollywood movie. Yeah. And I was like, okay, when I'm gonna be like for my master's, for my PhD, I'm gonna apply there. So, so how did that. the parents take how did the family take you continuing your travels and not coming home to Pakistan and getting married? So my mom was like, Okay, finish your studies, come back to Pakistan. Mm-hmm. But my father was like, if you wanna study do whatever you want because it was not on his shoulder to pay for my fee yeah and to bear the expenses even for my master's for my phd so i was all on my own so my father was like okay you are independent if you think you can do it just do it mm-hmm. because if you want to do it because my father is like also related to academia 
Okay. So he was like, he was not pushing me away. But my mom was like, okay, you can come back. You can job here. And then I was like, okay, I don't need to go back. Are your siblings getting married now at this time? Yeah, my siblings are like, they are married already. Okay, all of them. All of them. Okay. Well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so they're all sort of following the traditional Pakistani trajectory for their lives. I suppose when you're the, the quote weird one out, you know, out traveling the world doing academia in their eyes. Would that be fair? Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Because my family is educated, so they prefer to have like education. Mm-hmm. So that's easy for them to have like acceptance. Okay, you are going for some purpose, not just for traveling. Okay. Even though like whenever I travel mostly in Europe, so my main also is like I'm going to attend a conference, I'm going to present something. Mm-hmm. So my mainly travel is also related to my profession. Okay. Not only based on like entertainment or or the traveling thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. All right, well, so let's, before we get on to you arriving in Ireland, uh, we'll have another song. This time I asked you to choose a song that's kind of LGBTQ related. I think we're we're visiting another movie, are we, for this song? Yeah, this movie is like a Bollywood movie. Mm-hmm. There is like uh, an actor which is like Pakistani actor. So he went to Bollywood to do that kind of thing, the acting thing. But in the movie, his role is like LGBT role. So he was struggling to come out to their parents and then how his life was like. So I can relate my life, mm-hmm. whatever he was facing, because he also left his home to go to abroad and then have his own life to open to himself also. So I can relate my life with this character. Okay, well, that's, so the song is called Balna? Exactly. It's from Kapoor and Sons. Kapoor and Sons. Nice. Okay, let's have a listen. Devi chupa ke tujhe dil nahi khulena, mar ke bhi wahi to se na moodna. You've, you're leaving China, you're coming to Ireland. Did you stop by Pakistan on the way? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so when I finished the master's, I got PhD position in China as well. So I went to Pakistan. I was preparing my document for my PhD in China. And meanwhile, I got acceptance from Ireland. So the thing is like, for European visa, is hard to get from Pakistan rather than Chinese visa. Okay. So my decision was like, I'm going to continue my PhD in China mm-hmm. first. Yeah. Meanwhile, in China, I will apply visa for, for Ireland. Mm-hmm. If I get the Irish visa, I will go to Ireland. Otherwise, I have the backup yeah. in China. Yeah. So I went to China, started my PhD, did my PhD for six months. I Meanwhile, I got the letters from Ireland and then I applied visa in China and I got in one week. And then I was like, okay, bye-bye China. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what was your first impression when you arrived? My first impression, because I was coming from Shanghai yeah. and Shanghai is like super high-tech, super developed. Yeah. And when I landed to Dublin airport, I was like, this is worse than Pakistan airport. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, hold on. 
let's see meet the people go to university and when i went to trinity first time mm-hmm. and when i read about trinity about the research about everything i decided to stay because of profession because of trinity because i have more opportunities here in terms of research in terms of funding also in terms of who i am mm-hmm. to be like openly living my life in ireland mm-hmm. so i chose to stay okay still weren't impressed with the infrastructure <laughs> <laughs> exactly like in china the dormitory i was like it was like 24 stories yeah and we had two elevators inside that dormitory it was student accommodation mm-hmm. but in my office we have like five stories but still ne- there is no elevator <laughs> <laughs> i know i mean really not great for people who have disabilities at you know at high ellipse yeah but still like people are more friendly than the people in china i can say okay how have you found so i guess that was your your welcome you know that was your initial impression and you found people um you know more friendly what else do you find what else was like a kind of a, a culture shock when you came here a cultural shock the most thing is like in every 10 20 meters you can find a bar <laughs> yeah. alcohol is easily available i was like in pakistan it's not available here yeah, is like, like in china in china is still available but people are like more drinking on the weekends rather than going out on the weekdays mm-hmm. so they are more like robotic life on the weekend i have two days to enjoy but here i felt like people are not only relating their life to the weekends they can have fun anytime anywhere they can they can go anytime like this is more like they are more free to live their life rather than in china and pakistan pakistan alcohol is definitely not easy to access but in china they are like the culture is like you have saturday sunday to enjoy your life the rest five days you just need to work mm-hmm. 7 till 5 7 till like 6 pm what's your your relationship with alcohol like now i have friends they're more comfortable with the alcohol i go with them so normally i just like order orange juice or after okay. yeah okay So you don't drink or only only sometimes? Yeah, sometimes I do. Okay. So I'm not like regular. Yeah. Sometimes occasionally you can say like if we have a kind of party so I can have a, a sip of wine. How did you find uh the queer community in Ireland? It's super easy like even in my university like you can see LGBT people in academia in like in faculty. Yeah. So they have like even though we have research grants for gender equality for the lgbt people for like we have like in our research hate comment how we can analyze the hate comment mm. regarding to lgbt community how we can do analysis based on natural language processing and then how we can come up with the better idea to make society more even better so this is like people are more accepting and people are more friendly not only in a friendly way also people are putting effort to fund that thing to make it more easier for the lgbt community so that's how i feel like this country is doing really good job they have the funds only allocated for the lgbt research mm. so this is also like 
giving me the positive vibes about this country. Do you do you engage with the community much? Do you go to like like clubs or do you have any groups or anything that you go to that are like queer themed? Yeah, I do have like uh, LGBT friends. We just hang out sometimes. Okay. So I am more open and more normal conversation as compared with China and Pakistan. Mm-hmm. With them, I can talk to any topic related to LGBT. There is no no one is that like is. judging you there is no one is like discriminating you mm-hmm. so this is more like in a friendly way you can convey what you feel and you can also listen what they feel so it makes us more aware about the situation like people what kind of problem they are facing mm-hmm. so this is more kind of things okay you cannot think in another dimension but you can have the idea people might have that think also yeah so it gives you more awareness to open up your mind to accept new things mm-hmm. so this is more helpful for me as well have you ever experienced homophobia racism islamophobia in ireland in ireland honestly i never felt this way okay that's good homophobia definitely in pakistan uh-huh. racism definitely in china uh-huh. and in ireland personally my opinion is like i never ever felt any kind of racism any kind of homophobia any kind of islamophobia okay but i do have some other friends they felt islamophobia just because of their dressing okay some teens they were like pushing them just because of their dressing because we traditional dressing yeah. So they felt this way, but I never ever felt okay. any kind of thing. That's good. What's your, yeah, you know, we mentioned at the start of the conversation, you know, that you are logical and scientific, and that you had that conflict between the science and the religion, you know, around your sexuality. What's, you know, how does that live today? You know, your sexuality versus your your religion. How do you manage it? So before when I was growing up I was moving away from the religion mm-hmm. because religion was like stopping me to who I am. Yeah. But when I start reading about the research about mm-hmm. the scientific way I accept myself and when I did research on my religion Islamic religion it gave me more clear idea about Islam is not saying like this is not unnatural. Mm-hmm. Islam saying nothing about unnatural thing and the thing is like Islam is not forbidding you to have any kind of feeling you have with the same sex so the thing is like Islam is not clearly stopping you for who you are so it gives me more comfort for being myself so i'm still religious i pray i do ramadan and it's not stopping me to practice my religion actually mm. it sounds like it helped you find comfort in being yourself exactly in both scientific way and both religious way mm-hmm. both gave me the answers i was looking for and both gave me the comfort that i'm having right now i can be muslim and i can be gay some muslim people are like no you cannot be muslim at the same time if you are gay you cannot be muslim mm-hmm. but why either the script 
in the Quran are saying that way? Why, if the script is not saying anything, why you are just putting the labels, you cannot be Muslim if you are gay? Mm -hmm. This is just their interpretation, not actually following the script written in the Quran. Mm -hmm. If you could ask the Irish people or government to change one thing with your magic wand, what would it be? I would just say, like, continue your grants, your support to LGBT people. Also, continue, because some LGBT people, they just move to Ireland to get the LGBT asylum. Mm -hmm. They are not professional. They don't have skills, so they can find the job. So they come in certain way to Ireland to get the LGBT asylum. I would suggest Irish government to help those people because those people, they are not able to get any help from their own country. Mm -hmm. So they are here because they have hopes from this country. If you're going to fulfill their hopes, they're going to have more respect to this country because this country is giving a lot mm -hmm. to those people. So the asylum seeker, LGBT people, they need support and you are already doing great job. But I would suggest like keep continuing <clears throat> helping okay, those people. Cool. So when you finish your PhD, are you out of here? After my PhD, I'm about to be finish. I'm going to stay here in this okay. country for like maybe four or five years more. And then if everything is professionally going well, I would rather to stay here. If I need to change my profession and go for the better opportunity, so I will see if something is getting along on my way. Okay. Yeah. So we have you for a bit longer. I'm happy to stay yeah. here. I'm happy with my profession. I'm happy with the people. Everything is going really good. Good to hear. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for chatting again. We'll finish things off with your final song. So I asked you for a song that's either by an Irish artist or reminds you of your time here. I think you said this is your gym song? Exactly. This song is like boss and bitch. It's like, I normally listen to this song in the gym because it gives me energy yeah. to boost up my energy to do exercise in the gym. And also it's like, it's not a sad song giving you depression because in the gym I need some motivation. Yeah. <laughs> I need some motivation to get like, okay, I need to go to the gym. So I start listening to these kind of songs and gives it gives me energy. So this is what you have on, you're doing squats. You feel like you're Doja Cat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It also giving me vibes. Okay, this is my life and I'm the boss of my life. Yeah. I can decide whatever I need to do with my life. So it's like, it gives me energy. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, thank you so much for chatting. Well, and uh, yeah, talk to you soon. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thanks again to Mohammed for sharing that beautiful message and his story with us. That really left me with a lot of food for thought and I hope it left you with just as much. Next week is our final episode of season two and we are heading stateside to the USA to speak with Nicole who's going to tell us about what it was like growing up queer in Virginia, what it's like being in Ireland and seeing all the anti-trans rhetoric taking place in her home country 
and about her incredibly unique relationship status. So for one last time, join me next Wednesday, 9 to 10, on Lippy Sound FM. Have a good week.